Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi everybody, this is Lori Handlers. And you are listening to another, or you're watching, another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and happiness, my sex and happiness, my guest's sex and happiness, and all of his clients, and everyone we can reach. Sex and happiness is really important and really related. Each of them are related to each other. It's time to feel alive again. Extraordinary Lovers Luxury Couples Retreat is designed to ignite your sexuality, communication, and ease with your partner, all while enjoying the bounties of paradise. Join world-class Tantra teachers Lori Handlers and Michael Gibson as they share how to access new levels of ease, trust, and intimacy. Drink in the gorgeous oceans and beaches of Roatan's most luxury private resort. This small-by-design retreat will not only make you feel safe to explore with your partner, but also find true depth and connection with other couples in attendance. This retreat includes seven days and six nights of accommodations, all your meals included, and full days of transformational processes and teachings, all situated on a picturesque, clothing-optional beach and forest. Book now to reserve your spot in Roatan with us. So today, we're going to be talking about sexual repression and how you get out of sexual repression, like what it is and how to move from that, how it happens and how to move from that. And my guest is Justin Gottlieb, founder of Tantra Love Coach. He's a tantric practitioner and educator based out of Miami, and he supports people in healing from past trauma and heartache and clearing energy blockages sexual dysfunctions and addictions so they can live an exceptional life filled with limitless pleasure. Now that's speaking to me. That speaks, those are my happy moments speaking about those things. So welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. And I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. So Justin and I met in Miami. I was in Miami doing Tantra Meets BDSM uh, just about a year ago. <laughs> and that's when we met. And then, you know, what well, everyone knows what happened. COVID happened. I was supposed to come to Miami again, and that didn't happen. So I miss you, and I'm happy that you're on with me today. It's great to, It's great that technology affords us to see each other. So let's talk about the subject for a minute. Like, what is sexual repression? Like, how do, what is it and how do people get it? How does it happen to people? Um, yeah, to me, sexual repression is anything that doesn't allow someone, and typically it's themselves not allowing it from a past event or, or something that happened to them, to express themselves freely in sexuality, right? So it can happen from indoctrination um, and conditioning. It can happen from abuse. Um, it can also just happen from mental states, certain different mental states that you think something, typically a limiting belief 
that could have someone not be able to or feel shameful or guilty around their sexuality, which would have them repress it. Mm. Yeah, got it. And so you and about. So about how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this work for about five years, and I actually had my spiritual awakening only six years and change ago. So I was more in in the, I wouldn't say unconscious realm, but I wasn't in this spiritual conscious world. I certainly never thought I would be doing Tantra and and Tantra education as a career. So it's it's been a journey and, and in the grand scheme of things, a pretty short journey for me. Yeah, but I think it's great. So what, I mean... I always ask people this, you know, what was the path? What was the trajectory that you were on before? You know, like when your parents thought you should this or that, or you, or you thought you should this or that. And then all of a sudden you had this big shift. What, what was happening before? And then what happened? Yeah. um, My parents pretty much um, were amazing parents. I wanted for nothing. They really supported me in, in every way and told me to follow my dreams. And that said, I think the dreams kind of got molded by them, which was, you know, do really well in school was a big thing so that you can go to a good college and get a good job and make a lot of money and then, you know, have a family and do that. You know, Um, certainly they weren't thinking, follow your dreams and go become a tantra massage therapist and, you know, (laughs) teach this work. But, you know, I think, I mean, in the end, they're very very happy. They're very um, um, accepting of me. So that's made this journey a lot easier. Um, But, uh that's yeah, really I, mean, I had to I really had to pave my own way for sure and it took a lot to get out of that you know that conveyor belt that a lot of people are on which is great if they enjoy it but I was on the, in that world I was living in Manhattan for nine years uh, mainly working in finance I was living in Midtown working in Midtown concrete jungle everything was about numbers and there was a lot of partying going on in Manhattan and it was um it was tough to kind of wriggle out of that. And actually moving mm. to Miami was one of the big things that supported me is to get into a different environment and, and beautiful weather and the beaches. And I started to realize if I could move from Manhattan and get out of that into this place, what else could I do? And it wasn't long after that I decided to get into personal development work and shift completely into the world of Tantra. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I come from that concrete jungle also. We have that in common. And uh I moved away from it, but I didn't move to my, I moved to Washington, D.C. And then I, when I went back to New York, I was already a Tantra teacher and people, I would be places and people go there, there's Lori Handlers. And I would say, wow, if you, you know what the song says, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So I didn't want to leave Manhattan. And then uh, when I met the community that I wanted to join in Arizona and I just was like, oh, should I leave or should I should I stay? And I'm very glad I moved away also. I'm just, and I don't get me wrong. I love it. I love to go back, but I'm happy to be looking at mountains and, um, and being able to hike. And the, the desert is a very strange place. It's a very strange jungle compared to Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's, listen, there's something for everyone. And some people thrive in the city environment. Some thrive on the beaches. Some thrive in the desert. My my happiest place is, is in the Redwood Forests, um, but, you know, where wow. I live in Miami is great, and there's a great opportunity here to spread this very conscious sexuality. And, I mean, as most people know, Miami's known as a party place, beaches, sexuality, yacht parties, and all that. 
and that's all here. But um, I'm creating a space here, have created a space here for people to learn something different. And if they choose to go down this path, this is available to them. So good. Well, let's get right into it. So what made you, you know, like, how did you, did you, was there a critical incident or something that made you wake up when you said you had a spiritual awakening? Like, how did, did you seek it out by saying, I got to go to a class or did something happen that caused you to rethink your life? I think it was a little bit of um, kind of a breakdown moment. And then also the fact that the puzzle pieces came together and that my whole life, people were asking me always advice on dating and relationships and sexuality and I was always very free and adventurous in that realm. And I think, you know, as, as you probably know, some people were triggered by that and other people were totally inspired by it. But again, my mindset was I got to get good grades, get a good job and all that. So um, I think I stayed in that realm and it was almost like we're talking about the desert. It was like I'm a fern tree and someone placed me in the desert. And after a long time in the desert, I started to wilt. And uh, finally, I was I actually had a, a breakdown and I went to a, a psychologist. I was like, I can't control my life anymore. My corporate job at the time I was working in sales for a, a tech company and it was just like nonstop all the time. And I was like, this can't be my life. I can't even breathe. And um, speaking of breathing, I went to a, a, a breathwork session after doing some personal development work. And it was in that breathwork session where I realized I can't keep going on like this. So um Again, the puzzles came together and I, I started going to my first Tantra trainings and retreats. And next thing I know, I'm at festivals and it was just a, a beautiful transition. That's wonderful. So a breathwork session. Personal, private breathwork session with an amazing breathworker down here in Florida. And it was in that where I was trying to figure out what is my purpose? I knew my purpose was not doing salesforce.com and talking to clients all day long and traveling and entertaining. I knew that wasn't it. But it wasn't until I did this breathwork session that I really opened up to the possibilities. And my breathworker was asking me why not when I started to say, well, like, like, I love sexuality. I love consciousness. I love relationships. But I don't know. I can't really do anything in that realm. Why not? Why not? And all the why nots when you're doing breathwork start to just fade away because you're alkalizing your blood, the CO2 levels are rising and you are actually um, um, like slowing down the prefrontal cortex, which is the area that is kind of your ego. It's identified as your ego self-identity. So all the obstacles that were normally right in front of my face in this breathwork session just faded away. So the why nots just like melted through anything I would say. Um, like, oh, what would my family think? Or will I make, how do I make a lot of money doing this? And all of that melted away. And here I am sitting there with my hands climbing up, my face like, oh my God, I'm vibrating through my whole body. And I'm just like, yes, Tantra, this is it. Wow, that's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. I, yeah, I, had, I didn't have anything similar to that. I mean, I, I left a career. I left a corporate career and I was in breakdown. My body was broken down. That's why I had to leave. And I had to find something out about like how to get back into my body. And someone said to me, there's going to be a Tantra workshop nearby. And I said, oh, I'm going to go to that. I ha and I really, I knew and I didn't know. But on day one of the workshop, I just went, oh, this is it. This is it for me. I, I like, I remembered who I was, you know, as a human being. I remembered who I was as a person in a female body. I remembered who I was as connected to a drop of water in the ocean. You know, so similar, you know, like you were in a, you were, 
kind of in a breakdown going like, oh my God, I can't keep going like this. And I was already, I stopped. <laughs> I couldn't keep going like that because my, my lower GI tract was uh, a mess and my both knees, I tore both meniscuses playing tennis. So I was just like this blob and I had to get back into my body. My body was informing me, hello, wake up, do something. So similar stuff, really. Day one, you are in your session one. Wonderful. All right, so let's talk about, so you transitioned. You've been doing this for about five years. What, um, you know, what would you say is the secret? Like, why is Tantra so liberating? Why is the practice of Tantra so, and, and like, how do you define the practice of Tantra? You know, and then um, why is it so liberating? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, the reason why it's so liberating and how I define it is, is one and the same. It's, it's all about self-acceptance. So to truly accept everything within you that's here, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, without labeling it those, but saying like, yeah, I accept that I'm jealous. I accept that I feel guilty about this, whatever it is, and then moving into a clear space. And sometimes clearing that space is about doing the body work, right? Removing any trauma or energy blockages within your body. Sometimes it's a mental shift of just like, I can't keep going this way. I need to 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 new behaviors, enter new habits within my life. And then other times it's that spiritual transition, moving into more of a conscious realm in whatever it is, your sexuality, intimacy with partners, or um, just really how you operate your life. Yeah. So I, I guess I want to get, I want, I hear it and I want you to give some examples. So like in terms of people that you've worked with, or even yourself, like where was the moment of liberation, like that aha moment where the light bulb goes on? You know, maybe you could give some examples of people that you've worked with. They had this belief before, they had this belief that after, like they just went, wow, what was I thinking? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with uh, sexual repression from their parents or religion. So I would say 70%, maybe, maybe more of my female clients, they come to me and on my intake form, they're saying straight up, you know, I was told that um, my yoni is dirty or I'm not supposed to touch myself or you don't have sex until you're married or, you know, nudity is wrong. Put your clothes on. Don't, you know, so many of these repressive, repressive things coming at them that it indoctrinates them to think I can't do this forever. And whatever the parents were saying, it stuck with them or whatever the religion was saying, it stuck with them. So to come into a Tantra session with me where we do some coaching around that to have them first bring in awareness, right? That's the first step to any sort of healing is awareness that this is what's going on. And it's not the thought that you want to have. Listen, if you believe all that and you want to believe that and go on your life that way, that's your choice. But most people come to me and they go, you're right. Like I don't, that wasn't my thought, right? I was this pure, beautiful baby and was growing up in this realm where I should be free. But for some reason, I don't feel that way. So mm. to be able to clear that from, from your awareness and start to come into a, what do I really want? How do I want to show up in my sexuality is the first step to any of that. And then we talk about boundaries and desires, uh, which you know very well. To me, to be able to feel freedom, you have to feel safe. And a lot of my clients also have not felt safe in their own bodies, um, typically because of abuse or other things where they couldn't fully express themselves for fear of 
be either not understanding what happened to them in the past or a fear that they would be hurt. And that could be hurt in the heart and could be hurt physically. So to be able to speak and voice boundaries creates this beautiful um, um, fence around yourself that says, I know that none of that outside here is going to happen to me. So I can be free and dance and sing and play in this beautiful creation of my boundaries. And also on the other side of that, your desires. How many people don't speak their desires and say what they truly want? Most people don't people even their entire know lives wanting to have a threesome. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They don't even explore it because they've been so shut down and so repressed that they don't even explore what they might want. And to go a whole life, I mean, at some point, you stop wanting it. You, you, it just gets buried. So from the awareness to the boundaries and the desires and getting to explore that, and then in the actual Tantra massage work that I do, to actually feel it and experience it that, A, yes, you spoke all your boundaries and yes, they are honored. B, you get to actually just receive. This is not a transactional experience like many people's sexual lives are. You just get to receive as the, the god or goddess that you are. That is mind-blowing for so many people. And then, of course, the breath. So breathing and moving this energy and actually feeling like, wow, this is a complete breath. This is what actually it feels like to breathe. So... Um, <laughs> You know, encouraging movement, encouraging sound, and then the body work, when you put this all together, it just has people explode and they jump at it with joy and they feel empowered and they feel their own healing. And I always make sure that they're attributing all of their healing and all of this energy moving to them to them, not me. I want them to be very clear that this is nice. their body and this is not some, some magic trick that's going on, but they're almost shocked, right? Because for so long, they couldn't have an orgasm or they actually couldn't um, experience pleasure in certain parts of their body, or they just felt so stressed all the time. And finally, because of those boundaries, because of the safety created, they can relax. So good. It's, uh, you know, I can just, I can feel myself, like as you did that, I went through my own journey. Like I relived my own journey of, uh, of going from being a, a talking head <laughs> to to living in the body, living in my own body and feeling my own feelings. That's so, it's so very good. Why, why is it so important in the world? Like we can talk about the microcosm of each human being that gets liberated, but then we, then we could look at, well, what does it mean in our life? What does it mean in the world that people, that, that in droves really, because when I started, nobody knew what Tantra was. When I first started this thing, it would be like, they'd say to me, what at a party, what do you do? And I'd say, I teach a kind of yoga. You know, like I, <laughs> I wouldn't say what it was because then I had to explain it and people were like, sexual yoga, what is that? So now, I mean, there's more of us in the world that are familiar with this. And what does it mean to the world? What does it mean to our culture? What does it mean to the world at large? I think you have an idea about that. Yeah, I think the most important part of that is that hopefully we're not carrying on these unfortunate traditions of abuse and repression and all of that, right? I'm hoping that this generation is the one that says, you know what? I probably shouldn't listen to what my parents said about sex, which they learned from their grandparents, which they learned to their grandparents, because we're in a new place right now. We're in a new world. So yes. let's create our own ideas of what works for us. So if we can stop this kind of this chain of abuse and repression and all these other things that have been going on for so many people, that's the first step. 
Um, you know, I, I also think that similar to what you said in the beginning, like sex and happiness and sexuality and being happy and free in your sex life, my God, it, it impacts all areas of your life. So if each person could find peace, whatever that is, even if you want to be celibate, that's fine. But to find peace and freedom in your own sexuality and whatever healing you may need, that is going to permeate through to your relationships, to your children. I mean, to, to everything. I love seeing what's going on with the conscious parenting movement um, to, to really show that, like, we don't have to repress our children. They can run around naked if, if they want to. And it's a safe space to do that. Like they can love themselves and love their bodies. And as this starts to grow, I know it might be tough in some cultures and some parts of the world to get there, but we got to start somewhere. Mm, yeah, absolutely. We've actually had some ISTAs in some of those tough cultures. And um, it's been, it's been amazing to have them. And, uh, and then, you know, some people have had to move because they couldn't live anymore in such containment. Uh, they've, had to, they've had to relocate to different places if they were able. So, yeah. Um, so if I was, if someone was hearing this, you know, they're watching us or they're listening to us and they go and they say, okay, what should I do first? Where should I look first? Um, Cause I don't know what you did. Well, I do know what you did. You had a breath work session, but I don't know how you connected to a Tantra teacher, et cetera. So should they read a book? Should they, should they follow us on, on uh, social media? What should they do if they want to find out more and they're a little shy uh, to put their toes in yet? What do you think they should do? Yeah. Well, you just said it there. If you're a little shy, you're probably not going to do what I, what I did, which is I went straight to a, training in California where we do hands-on work and like I was like learning yoni massage the second day that's me though I like experiential learning I want to be hands-on I feel that that's how I learn best now clearly not everyone wants to do that so if you're shy absolutely follow if you use social media Instagram or Facebook book follow Lori follow me um, I'm at Tantra Love Coach on uh, Instagram there's plenty of videos out there on YouTube. There's plenty of books out there. Um, I love The Art of Sexual Ecstasy by Margot Anand, uh, Jewel in the Lotus, um, any of Lori's books. So um, get out there and start reading um, if that's what you feel comfortable with. I have a free class on my website, which is just a, a recording of a class that I did. And it's a great way to learn from the, from the comfort of your own home. Um, but um, if you're adventurous, I say get out and go to a workshop, go to a retreat, um, I mean, some of the best experiences, the most amazing people I met have been at these um, these Tantra workshops. Right. So that's the you just answered another question, which is like now that I'm changing, whoever I am, I need to meet like minded people. And the best place to meet those people are at workshops uh, because they're they're researching and and trying to find out the same things you are trying to find out. Um, and so. I mean, my whole, uh, I still have old friends that have been my friends forever, but my whole life and, and circle of people shifted, you know, once I started teaching Tantra, just like my interests became different. Um, I cared about transformation, but I didn't care about only being in my head, you know, or I cared about making money, but I didn't care about only making money, you know, like everything shifted into a much more expansive uh, realm. And also I noticed, I'm, we're going to talk about this because I want you, 
I, I'm noticing your background. And so what I want to say is when I took time, when I came back from my level two, which by the way, Jewel in the Lotus, that was my teacher, Bodhi Abhinasha. So um, when I came back from the level two, a week-long training that I did in Mexico, I threw out all my furniture in my living room. And now I have short hair again, but I let my hair grow. I let my curves show. Like I, I, I just went, oh my God, I'm going to live the dream. <laughs> and so I changed everything in my life. And I changed the decor and I changed the way I dress and I changed everything. And it looks to me, when I look at the background of where you're sitting, you've also changed a lot in your life. Like you don't, um, I don't, you'll, you'll tell us if this is your special room, but also it looks like you have a lot of tantric decor. So would you mind giving us a little tour of that room where you're sitting? Sure. And Laurie, if you saw me when I moved to Miami the first time I was, all white modern apartment. I mean, it was, I was living in the icon and Brickle. It was this beautiful place. But, um, you know, as I shifted, just like you said, so did my, my decor and, and what's important to me. So, um, this is, a, I just bought a new house here in Miami and this is the Tantra temple I created. So when my clients come, um, I have all my artwork from my Egyptian mysticism trip when I went to Egypt. Yes. Um, I have a nice throne here. We're just putting some things up still. Um, we got some really beautiful wood shutters, um, hanging some more of these beautiful uh, pendants that my good friend, I think you know her, Maria Fizingo, gifted to me. Beautiful. And, uh, one of my favorite artworks from Egypt as well. So, um, you know, this is where I do my, my tantra work and meditation. And, uh, you know, to create a space like this is something that I teach my clients to say, hey, um, find a sacred space for you, for your, for your meditations, as well as for your um, self-pleasure work. And, um, you know, it could be cliche and sometimes in the Tantra world, but in reality, how many people really do it? Do you ever create your sacred space and use that to honor the God or goddess within you? Oh, I have to ring my bell. That is so <laughs> so that that home. That yeah, I, room. Bought, I bought those bells after that workshop and I'm going to do that workshop. I did. I love that idea. Yes. I have so many. This one, this one says ring for sex, but I have other ones that say different things. And I have some that have jewels around them. And recently someone gifted me a really beautiful uh, brass one in Mexico. Your, uh, that Tantra space that you're in looks like my bedroom. Ah, you know, beautiful. So I, so, yeah, so my bedroom is, is, is a temple space, and I also have a Tantra room. So that's so great. All right, so let's talk let's, a little bit. Let's demystify what a Tantric massage is, you know, because sure. sometimes people only think, first of all, sometimes people think that Tantra is only Tantric massage, and that's not true. Um, massage is an aspect of Tantra. So tell us what a Tantric massage might look like. Sure. Um, uh, and I'll say the, the, how I do it. I know there's many people okay. that do it many different ways, but um, for me, my clients have to fill out an intake form. I want to know who you are. I want to know what your intentions are. I want to make sure that we're a good fit. In fact, I do an exploration call first. So I'll do a free exploration call, make sure we're a fit. You understand what goes on in this. And uh, then I send you the intake form when we schedule the session. But um, the big thing for me is, and why it's so interesting is because people are like, oh, tell me what happens in a regular session. I'm like, there is no regular session because when you come <laughs> to me, 
It, right. And it's so and intuitive. It's Exactly. It's so much like what Tantra is, is, is being present, going with that flow of what's happening here and, and setting intention. So when someone comes to me, I know their past from the intake form. We talk about what their intentions are. What do they want to manifest, right? Where we're manifesting from our sexual energy. What is it you want to manifest? I also ask them what they want to let go of. Almost everybody's coming with something they want to let go of. And um, then really the session is dictated by your boundaries and your desires. So I've had clients that come to me and say, um, I'm just really tired. I have four kids. I, I, I just need to relax. And um, they don't want to be touched. They don't want any clothes coming off. They just want to relax. Guess what? That's a totally different session than someone that comes in and says, I need to heal the physical uh, and sexual trauma that I've had in my life. I've done everything and I need some somatic healing. And please, just anything you can do. That's a whole different session. So the Tantra session could not even involve massage, um, potentially. So it's really um, about empowerment. And whatever you come in saying are your boundaries, they're going to stay that way. And something that I do with my clients is we talk about boundaries first. And if during the session you try and change your boundary or you say, okay, no, no, I do want that, I will not do it no matter what. And um, it is um, rare to find uh, people that will be able to hold your own boundaries that you you don't choose to hold in that moment so yeah so i hope that gives you a good good idea but clearly um within the session a lot more can happen based on what you're seeking but um to use different types of touch on someone i use five elements of touch which you know well um and uh i really just try and create a space where someone is able to relax so fully and feel so safe that their body can release whatever that is for them it could be an emotional release it could be a, an orgasmic release um it, they could scream, they could cry, they could laugh, they could be in ecstatic bliss. I have no idea what's going to happen. But what I tell my clients is everything is welcome here and you are safe to allow yourself to be exactly who you were when you were born and letting this all out. That's so good. That makes me feel good just hearing about it. You know what oh. I mean? Like somatically, it feels good to hear it. So I have a t I have a kind of a tough question for you now, if I can, if I if you'll permit me, because I just I was on a coaching call last night with um, some people that are studying with me, and um, one of the people is a a tantric practitioner, and one of her clients fell in love with her, and then projected all of this, you know, expectation onto her, and um, she was having a difficult time shaking free of it, not being hooked by it, et cetera. Has that happened to you? Um, I, I set very clear boundaries in that sense. I say, I'm the giver, you're the receiver. Um, something that Charles Muir taught me back in the day was um, that there's an exchange of love energy, not love emotion, right? So it's right. very, there's a distinction there that we can be in this space and feel loved and, and share love but it's not love emotion that you might share with a romantic partner. So I make that very clear. I'll also say that, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I've had too many instances with that. And I think that's because I'm just so clear on what it is. And a lot of the women that come to me, they're so nervous and they're so excited and, and they're really focused on like, Oh my God, am I really doing this? Right. So, um, I haven't had too many that have had this, you know, issue to really back off or make clear boundaries once again. It sounds to me like you have really clear boundaries. I mean, you've been speaking about it and I could just feel you as being like clear. And so um, it's good. It's great. I mean, I, I basically said to all of my um, apprentices, 
this could happen to any of you around anything. It may not even be that you're a tantric practitioner. It may mean that you just do talk coaching with somebody and they, they transfer and they fall in love with you. And so that was the question that was up. You know, I just was like, I hadn't heard about it in a while. It's happened to me. I've had to go like, uh, no, Mm -hmm. you have to go outside of this to find your relating, not me. So. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. I think anyone in a teaching capacity, they have to know that when you're instilling and, and inviting someone into a new knowledge that they may feel like, oh, this is the guru or whatever it may be. Um, I make it very clear in all my teachings. I, I am not a guru. You are the guru. All I'm helping do is draw forth this knowledge that's already within you. And um, yeah, I don't ever want to be responsible for anybody else's healing in that sense. I'm just creating a space here. And if they choose to have their healing, great. If not, um, that's okay too. Beautiful. All right. So let's give people a last, let's leave them with a last tip. Anything that you, uh, you know, might want to share with people who would like to step on this path or for some people who've been on the path, but, you know, they may not know this, whatever it is. This is specifically from you, Justin Gottlieb, to them. What What kind of a tip would you give people to get out of sexual repression into self-expression. I think it's really important to understand a distinction between a boundary and something that you might really want to push past for growth, right? So there is a distinction between this is a boundary for me and if I push past it, I may cause trauma versus this is an edge for me. I feel really nervous to do this. It's out of my comfort zone, but I'm still safe in doing it. And when you can start stepping into that in different ways, and I'll give you some examples, like I go to the nude beach here in Miami, Hallover Beach all the time. Some people wouldn't dare step foot on there, but could you? Could you do it if you wanted to? Do you want to? And if you don't want to, why don't you want to? If you do want to, why do you want to? So starting to ask yourself these questions and pushing and like, all right, is that a boundary? Because I just don't want people to see me naked. I don't want to see other people, et cetera. Or um, am I holding myself back because of shame or something like that? So starting to understand and play with that in your own life is one way you can start stepping into your sexual freedom and start removing some of that repression. That's so great. I got so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, I have a nude pool in my backyard. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So great. Um, And thank you. That's a really important tip. And it's really important, the distinction between a boundary and an edge. Like an edge is really something to go towards and a boundary is really something to maintain until it's not. Exactly. So, really great. Okay. Let's tell people how to find out about you. I, you, you are the Tantra love coach on Instagram. What's your website? Literally everything to find me is just Tantra love coach. I'm Tantra love coach.com Tantra love coach on Instagram, Tantra love coach on Facebook you can find my free class um, at the, the beginning of my website, uh, tantralovecoach.com. And uh, I'm very accessible. If you want to schedule an exploration call, I offer coaching also. So virtual coaching container. It's a six-week course where you get to embody Tantra, learn about Tantra, and you get a personal coach. I also do that for couples, so relationship coaching as well. And, of course, I offer my Tantra sessions. They're called Tantric Awakening Experiences. And I offer a three-hour session. I also offer a full-day immersion and a weekend immersion. And, of course, occasional workshops uh, all over the world when uh, when available. Yeah, when we can do that again. 
Well, Justin, I really thank you for being my guest today. I love. I just want people to be inspired by the by your background. I mean, I want people to to know that you can do this. You can make your house a temple, and um, you can make one room in your house a temple. Whatever it is, my bedroom is my temple, and then I also have a tantric temple. And uh, you know, those are the rooms that I spend most of my time in. You know, and the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and to be able to personalize it, make it your own, and people walk, I mean, people walk into this room and they're just like, whoa, the energy in here. And it's because I put my energy, my personal touch into it, and, and there's, a, there's a sense to this room that just has, a, like, the incense, ancient Indian temples and the lighting and all of that, and that's what you need to create, this atmosphere of safety and love. Beautiful, really beautiful. All right, so thank you again, and, and I'm going to say namaste to everybody. And um, I, everyone, thank you for being my audience. Thank you for checking us out, for tuning in. Whether you watched us or you listened to us, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you this way. And I want you to tune in next time, and I'll have another amazing guest who will help you get sexier and happier. That's, to me, what it's all about. So I am saying namaste, and thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori, and thank you, everyone out there listening. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.